Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, church. Wow. Some time of fellowship, yeah? Amen. God is good. Amen. Oh, I got an all the time. That's like an old school thing. God is good all the time, all the time. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, guys got this. Well, guess what? There will be some more time for fellowship after the service because we celebrate things here. We've been having a lot of cake. We celebrated a 30-year anniversary a couple weeks ago of the church, Uh, so we like to celebrate. We're going to have some cake afterwards, so we invite you to stick around in the lobby. There's some coffee, cake, some fruit water, some different things, so get get all sugared up before you head out of here. But there'll be more conversation going on in the lobby afterwards, so I don't want to cut you short, but anyway, you can continue that conversation here in a little bit. Let's pray as we bring, as God brings and delivers the word he has for us this morning. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you for your presence here today. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, that your mercies are new every single day. We thank you, Father, that today is the day of salvation. We thank you, Father, that you are for us and not against us. So, Father, open our ears to hear, our eyes to see what you would have for us this morning. And Father, as we're in this time of prayer, Lord, we just lift up this country to you. Oh, gosh, my heart. Father, we lift up El Paso, Texas to you. And Dayton, Ohio to you, Father. This world needs Jesus. So Father, we lift these families, these loved ones who lost people. And Father, we lift this country up to you. Father, we turn our hearts to you. Your word says that when the Christians, when the church turns our hearts to you, you heal our land. You heal our land when we turn our hearts to you, not when, the, not when others unsaved turn their hearts, when we turn our hearts to you. So, Father, we turn our hearts to you this morning, and we ask for your presence. We ask for your miracles. We ask for your glory to be shown. We ask for the name of Jesus to be spread across this land. We, Father, we just come to you. We worship you. Father, do what only you can do. Father, do what only you can do. Hallowed be your name. That's that's do what only you can do, Father. Hallowed be your name this morning across this land. Hallowed be your name. Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is not your will and we know that. But Father, we do call forth your will. Salvations, that none shall perish. That lives will be radically changed and altered. Father, we pray revival across this land. And Father, I know that we're in end times and things that we see reflect end times, but I'm not satisfied to wait around for the end of time to come. You have called us here for this earth, and Father, as a church, as Erie Christian Fellowship Church, we will do your will, we will do your work, we will do what you have put for us to do. And we will not be satisfied until everyone comes to the knowledge of you. 
We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, this is like, I've been crying all morning already. I'm going to baptize four of my daughters this morning. So, man, I'll tell you what, we would just, somebody's got to get me a chair at some point in time. Oh, my goodness. It's okay. I'm kidding. I don't need a chair. Ushers, you probably all run and get a chair. It's good. All right. We are in a series called Marked by Miracles. And the key verse that we have been looking at is Job 5, verse 8 and 9. But if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him, for he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed. He does it. He performs the wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. And I've been trying to count these miracles, but I'm telling you, they are coming. They are coming quicker. They are coming faster. We had a revival service at Grace Church on Friday night. We started hearing miracles that happened at the service months ago that we were at. Miracle after miracle after miracle. God is good, and he is moving. And we had another miracle that uh, Bob Anderson, you know, our condolences to him and his family who lost his, uh, lost his mother. But was very interesting as he shared this testimony with me that we have been walking through the Lord's Prayer. Have we not? We've been walking, if you've been coming to church here, we've been walking through the Lord's Prayer. And she was unable to speak any word. And they said, can we do the Lord's Prayer with you? And she said the entire thing. So give God a hand. He is good. That is a miracle. You don't, she couldn't even speak. There was no more talking left. And she is connect. I mean, this is God. This is God. Miracle after miracle. It is amazing what God is doing. So we've been walking through how to live a life that is marked by miracles. What can we do? And we've been walking through the Lord's Prayer. And I want to read a, a little bit of the Lord's Prayer. And I want to stop right where we left off last week and to do the next verse. Because, again, I think I said this before. I mean, I can plan a little bit. But I cannot plan this good. Okay, this is God working through knowing the sermon series and what's going to happen because today is forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses. The day we're doing water baptism? Are you kidding me? Again, I did not plan this out this way. This is just happening. And then two weeks ago for our 30th anniversary was uh, calling his will heaven to earth. I mean, come on. Again, didn't plan it, but God is our planner. You know, we make a lot of plans, but guess what? He is the one who directs our paths. So I encourage any one of you who came in here this morning with a plan and a purpose, thinking you know exactly what you want to go do, I'm telling you right now, the Lord's saying, ask me to confirm that plan. Just ask him to confirm that plan. I don't know who that was for. Not in my notes. I'd say that's totally random, but it's not totally random. That's the Holy Spirit. So whoever that was, just ask him. He directs your steps. He will show you which way to go. Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, starting in verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things that you need before you ask him. Oh, Can we just rest in that? He already knows what you need before you even ask him. So Jesus tells us in this manner, therefore pray, our Father who art in heaven, our Father, we are calling forth, we are declaring 
our father. That means you are declaring he's your dad. You are declaring that I am now part of his family. I am one of his kids. I now live in his kingdom. I now can participate in his blessings, in his favor, in his mercy, in his joy, in his peace. Our father, you're part of the family now. When we say that, I mean, we, we don't put enough weight onto it when we say it. Our father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And I kind of mentioned that during that morning prayer. It means, it means God, make your name be hallowed. Make your name be feared. Make your name be obeyed. Make your name have faith. Have, have, have people be able to believe you are who you say you are. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are calling and asking as a church for miracles, signs, and wonders. Salvations healings, restorations of relationships. We are calling that forth. If you are here and have one of those things in your life that you need, call it forth. Ask him. It's his will. Then last week we did give us this day our daily bread. Today's needs, all of them, that we focus in on today. God, what do you have for us today? Not tomorrow. We are not to worry about tomorrow. We are to focus on what's in front of us today. And we went through the miracle of when Jesus fed 5,000. And the way that we walk in today is we, we learn from Jesus. Basically, have it all. Have it all. They gave him every fish and every loaf that they had. They gave all of it. And he blessed it and broke it and multiplied it. So give us this daily bread is, I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. Mm -mm. I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. Give us this day our daily bread. And then the next verse, it says, and. So that means, give us this daily bread and forgive us our debts. Wait a second, we're talking about today's challenges. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts today, today's things. This is something that we ask for on a daily basis. Too often, those who have made Jesus your, our Savior, we, we say, you know what, God has forgiven me of all my sins. Yes, he has. But he is asking you to ask for forgiveness on a daily basis for how you have walked away from him. On a daily basis. Forgive us our sins. And scripture after scripture tells us why we want to go do that. I'm going to show that to you this morning. Forgive us our debts. We are requesting that he does something to forgive. We're requesting that he forgives us. What does that mean? So I looked up the Greek, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the Greek word, but the word forgive in Greek, it means to set free, to let go, to release, to discharge, or to liberate completely. Oh my goodness. Forgive us our debts. We are asking him to liberate completely how we have failed. And this is what it means. It says we are asking him to cancel the debt, releasing us from something, an obligation of a contract, a commitment, or a promise. We are asking him that sin has a price to pay. You've paid it all. But guess what? I'm asking you now... Forgive me for my sins today. I want to be, I am washed clean, I am washed anew, but I am bringing this to you and say I repent of my sin. It means for us to forfeit any right 
to hold captive to a previous commitment or a wrong that he has committed. This is what we're asking God to do for us. Essentially, the word forgive means it's a picture of totally freeing and releasing someone. That word means totally free and released. Completely free. What Jesus did on the cross, paying for your sins, have set us completely free. We are forgiven of all of our sins. And what we're asking here, what we're asking here is say, it simply means let it go. Let it go. Now there's a famous song, let it go, and I'm not going to sing it here. I know some of my kids are like, oh dad, please don't go with Frozen. Do not go, uh, Frozen 2 is probably coming out, whatever. Like, but this is, has nothing to do with Disney right now. Nothing to do with Disney. It simply means let it go. And here's what I understand is if we are to live a life of freedom, then we need to be forgiven. And we can be forgiven because of our Father who is in heaven. And we also have to forgive others. If we truly want to be free, we have to be able to forgive others. You're interested how to do that? Come next week. That's the next verse and things. So you've got to come back for this. But what I found it very interesting is what that means. What we're asking him, forgive us our debts. We're asking him, one, to be our Savior. Two, to be our Lord. We're asking him to be our Lord. Canceled debt. Completely forgiven. No more record of wrong. Let it go. And here's what I found very interesting. Because we are asking, we have to let it go. We have to let it go. We can't, you cannot continue to go on sinning and then hold on to it and hold on to it. You want to be completely forgiven and washed free, you have to let it go. Jesus, I I can't do this on my own. I need your savior. I need your forgiveness. I need you to be who you are. I can't do it anymore. Let it go. Let it go. We have to release it from our hands and give it to him. He's the forgiver. We can't do it ourselves. He is the forgiver. When we give it to him, then he does what only he can do. You do what you can do and let him do what only he can do. You can't, for, you can't forgive in your own strength, in your own power. You, can't, you cannot work your way to heaven. You cannot do anything good enough to make it to heaven. Do you understand that, church? The Bible says you, it doesn't matter how much you try or strive or work or good deeds. You can keep a record of them like I'm trying to keep a record of miracles. And you could have page after page after page after page of all these good things that you have done. Every single one. You could have a book written, but you don't get to go to heaven until you make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. You have to make that confession of faith. You have to say, you know what? Let it go. God, you have it all. All you, let it go. When we're asking God to forgive us our sins, I don't have this verse up there, but just bear with me. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us and purify us. Oh my goodness. He, he, will, he will literally begin to purify you if you let it go. If you say, you know, 
So many of us, me included, we, we will say, you know what, I've made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, and then we will sin and we will walk through, and I've walked in fear, or I walk in worry, or I walk in guilt, or I walk in self-condemnation, or I walk in condemnation in general that comes from the enemy, and I'm doing all those things, but I never ask God to actually forgive me. Well, you know, because, you know what, Lord is my Savior, I've already accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and well, I don't have to ask for forgiveness anymore. No, 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 no. Whoa. No, you don't have, no. The Bible says forgive us our trespasses and we do that because the verse just says it because then he purifies you you can walk knowing jesus as your lord's name knowing you're going to go to go to heaven but as you walk and continue to sin and turn from him you end up having consequences and live a life of pain and agony and he is asking you just bring these to me bring them all to me those that are in the dark those are sins that are in the secret that nobody knows about bring them to me He wants total and complete healing and restoration of your life. All of it. He wants you in heaven, and when you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, that's great, but he wants more. He wants all of you. Every bit of it. In Acts 3.19, again, I'm sorry, team, these are kind of last-minute ads as I was preparing. It says, repent and then turn to God. Repent, turn away from your sin and turn to God so your sins can be wiped out wiped out. And I love this. And the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. When we repent of our sins, he purifies us. When we repent of our sins, there is a time of refreshing. Come on. Who doesn't want that? We all want that in our life. The Bible says very clearly that every one of us has sinned. Every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. But he keeps no record of wrong. He keeps no record of wrong. When you let it go, you ask him for his forgiveness. He then forgives your sin. He lets it go. It's gone. You have to let it go. You have to let it go. Why can this happen? Why can we ask for this to happen? Because of what happened 2,000 years ago on the cross. This is why we can ask this to happen. Jesus took our place by his stripes by his stripes the work that he did on the cross the crown of thorns the nails in the hands the nails in the feet for you and for me pay the ultimate price the ultimate price Isaiah 53 says this surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Church, he has borne your griefs. The sorrows that you walked in with this morning, you do not have to walk out with them. You don't have to walk out with them. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You are healed. This is what he's done for you. This is what's available for us. Forgive us our trespasses. Should be our daily prayer. Part of our daily walk with the Lord. You say, well, I, well I, didn't, I didn't sin. I didn't lie yesterday. I didn't steal anything. Oh, come on. Just ask the Holy Spirit. That's just, come on, I mean, I, I, could, I could do this, now. I could do it now for you. I could name a couple things that I've already messed up with this morning, okay? 
I'm probably not going to do that, though. This is on recording, I think. Yeah. Ugh. Ask him. He reveals things to you. Why? Because he wants to purify. He wants you to have joy in your life. He wants these things to happen. He doesn't want you to walk in sin over and over and over. He says, bring it to me and let it go. You know, life is short. Catherine Dudas, amazing, amazing woman of God. It's part of this church from the very beginning. Had a bunch of kids. I like that. We did too. But life is short. Her life was long, but life is short in general in compared to all of eternity. James 4 says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. But you do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. You think you might know. You may have an idea of what's going to happen when you go to work tomorrow. Kids, you're still home from school. You may know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to play some Wii, I'm going to play some PS3, I got some plans in place for tomorrow, whatever. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Is it even a vapor that appears for a while, for a little time, and then vanishes away? My question to you this morning is, are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus comes this afternoon, are you ready? If something happens to you tonight, are you ready? Because the Bible clearly says that when we see him, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Are you ready? Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2 says, to everything there is a season, a time, for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die. Each one of us will eventually die. In fact, today, I've said this before, you're one day closer than you were yesterday. That's the bad news. The good news is Jesus came to give life and to give life more abundantly. And I truly believe that your tomorrow can be even better than your today. If you focus on today and say, Lord, have it your way. Have your will. I let all of it go. I present this to you, everything, all of my concerns, all of my cares, all of my needs. And he promises to meet you right where you are. In Amos 4.12, it says, prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet your God. You know, the Bible is a wonderful, wonderful book, inspired by heaven, inspired by God. And you, you look at some statistics of the Bible and how many different people wrote it over how many different years, in how many different countries, in a bunch of different languages, yet the continuity from the beginning to the end declares the works of the Lord, declares that there is a God. You cannot pick this Bible up and begin to read it and say, well, th there's not a God. How many people have tried to read this Bible as skeptics and come out saying, wow, there is a God? Powerful word of God. So we believe everything in here is truth. And what it says is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And in Romans 6.23 it says, for the wages of sin is death. And the wage of that sin, which leads to death, leads to hell. A lot of people don't like to talk about hell. 
but it is for real. For real. Okay? It is for real. The Bible clearly states there is a hell. It's an eternal separation from God. A terrible place of pain and suffering for all eternity. A place that you do not want to go to. A place, I believe, church, if we truly understood, if we truly understood what it meant for someone to actually go to hell, that every single one of you would not be able to stop preaching the gospel everywhere that you go. Church, we have to get a revelation of what it means when someone perishes and does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We have taken it too lightly. I truly believe that there's a revival coming to this, to this world, to this country, to this area for a reason. People are turning their hearts towards God, and we as the church are the hands and feet of Jesus. So this sin which leads to death, which leads to hell, a price must be paid. The Bible clearly states a sacrifice must be made. Again, nothing that we can do on our own. Nothing that we can do on our own, but we needed a price, a substitute to be made. Something must pay the price. Someone must pay the price. We need a Savior. Church, we need a Savior. And we have one. We have one. And his name is Jesus Christ. Who is this Jesus? He is the Son of God. The Bible says in John 3, 14 through 16, Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, the Bible records accounts of Jesus on the cross. Jesus dying for you and for me. And then the Bible records accounts of Jesus living again. Being raised from the dead. Walking this earth again. Eyewitness after eyewitness after eyewitness seen him. And they wrote it down. And do you understand that the text in this Bible has been passed down from generation to generation? It's the only book ever made that has manuscript after manuscript after manuscript that has proven that this eyewitnesses seen Jesus after he died. Scientifically, guys, you can't even, you can't mess with it. It's for real. It's for real. He paid the ultimate price on the cross. Every person has a longing, a desire to know God. In fact, today is your chance. Today is your chance. We're going to do a baptism service here in just just a few minutes, but today is your chance to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Don't leave here not knowing. Don't leave here saying, well, that was exciting, that was fun, and the music was pretty good, and I didn't like that one background, but the second background on that worship song was pretty good, and I wasn't sure what that person... No, 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 no. Don't leave here not knowing, being, walking out of here saying, if something happened to me today, I wouldn't know where I would go for all eternity. Don't leave here today not knowing. 
Bible says we need to repent of our sins. Forgive us for our deaths. Forgive us for our trespasses. As born-again believers, we do that on a daily basis. But if you've not yet made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's the very first thing you need to ask. The very first thing you need to say, if I am going to be forgiven of my sins, the very first thing I have to do is ask Jesus Christ to be my Lord and to be my Savior. A decision you need to make. A gift is being offered to you this morning. The gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation, it is being offered this morning. And God wants to do a work in your life. The Bible says that multitudes upon multitudes are in the valley of decision. Therefore, having been justified by faith, Romans 5.1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So just want to take a minute. Everybody just bow your heads and close your eyes. If today you would say, I have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I have never asked him to be my savior, to forgive me of all of my sins. And you want to put your trust in him. I'm telling you, if that is you this morning, there's a stirring on the inside. You're like, oh my goodness, I think he might be talking about me. If that's you this morning, I do not want you to leave here without making that declaration, accepting the gift of eternal life, of salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. If that's you this morning, I just want you to slip your hand up. Anybody here this morning? Anybody at all? Come on. Be bold this morning if it's you. I never want anybody to leave not knowing. If that is you, you may look up here just a minute. If that is you, and you believe that I was speaking to you directly this morning, after service, I want you to find me. Find Liz or I, or both of us, we'll be up here somewhere, come find us. Now the second part of this, the second part of what we're asking for, forgive us for our debts, means this. It means sent forth by separation. Oh my goodness. When we're asking for forgiveness, we're asking him to then send us forth with separation. No longer being bound by that sin. No longer have that chain wrapped around me. We are now is free from it. Sent forth by separation. When we've accepted Jesus Christ, when we ask for that forgiveness, we now can walk as a new creation a new life in Christ, a new person in Christ with a new identity. We're moving from death to life. Worship team, if you want to come up here. Those who are getting baptized, if you want to start making your way to where you need to be, either get changed or come over here if you're ready to go. Because I want you to understand something. The Bible says in Galatians 2.19, says, for I, though the law, die to the law, and that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. A new life. 
what these people are going to do this morning. They are making a public declaration to God that they have made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. The Bible clearly says that this is the next step after we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And I want you to know something this morning. We came prepared. You may say, I was not planning to be water baptized this morning. I wasn't planning to do it, so I can't do it. Time out. No excuses. If you want to be water baptized this morning, I don't care if you weren't on the sign-up list. I don't care if you didn't go to the website and register at ecfchurch.org backslash baptism. I don't care that you didn't fill out a connection card. I care that you're here, and I care that God is moving you. I care that the Holy Spirit is stirring on the inside of you and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. I am going to be baptized this morning. I am going to join these 10 people who are making a commitment to Jesus Christ because I want to do it. And if that's you this morning, we have shorts, we've got sports bras, we got shirts, we got towels, we got, I mean, there is no excuses. You got no excuses here. We have come prepared and ready for you. So if that's you, we're going to be start to sing a song called Resurrecting. If that's you, I want you to go out in the lobby. Pastor Doug and Janie are going to be out there. They're going to be waiting for you. They're going to be ready. They're going to say, oh, hi, how are you? Have you made Jesus your Lord? You say, yes, I have. I say, well, you want to be water baptized? You say, yes, I do. And they'll say, well, what size are you? Because we have stuff available for you. So if that's you this morning, you say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Then do it. Take advantage today of a life-changing moment. We're ready for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father, that you can move us from death to life. Thank you, Father, that we can celebrate and worship you. We thank you, Father, for sending your Son and paying the ultimate price for us. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you daily and ask for repentance as we repent, as as we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Thank you, Father, that we can turn away from the things that ensnare us. Thank you that when we call on the name of Jesus, chains are broken. Lives are changed forever. So, Father, forgive us our sins. We turn from them, and we turn to you. And when we turn to you, you promise purity and joy and peace. And, Father, we lift up these baptisms to you. Father, if you would have a prophetic word over anyone of the people getting baptized, Lord, that you would get that word to that person. Lord, if anyone has those plans and purposes we talked about earlier and you want to lead and guide 
through the input of someone else, Lord, I pray that that happens this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Have your way during this time. Father, bless each and every person in your precious name. Amen. Now we're going to go into a song. We're going to dim some of the lights down. And what I want to tell you guys is that as your family members come up to get baptized, I encourage you to come here. Circle around here and and just be a part of your family. Kids, if you can't see from where you're at, I want you to come down here and make your way so that you can see what's happening. And I'm also going to ask if you are a leader in any one of these people's lives, if you've been part of their journey, part of their walk, part of them being here this morning, I want you to also come up here and be able to see firsthand what you were a part of, what you were a part of doing. It's a special moment. It's a special moment. So let's worship. Stand with me. Let's worship our risen King. Amen. I just want to read something to you real quick before we, before we dismiss. Don't forget cake. I know nobody forgot the cake. I mean, I forgot what was next in the service, but I know you all were out there being like, I know that there's cake after church. I get it. Okay. There's cake after church. Coffee too. Some water. It's flavored. It's great. Psalm 150. It's the very last psalm. It says, praise the Lord. (laughs) Has there been an atmosphere of praise and rejoicing this morning? That's been our theme. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty ferment. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute of the harp. Praise Him with the tremble and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with some loud cymbals. <laughs> Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord. Father, and as we go from this place, we rejoice in you. We praise your holy name. We worship you. Thank you for being with us today, not just here, but being with us all day, every day. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for blessing us. And thank you for abundant life in Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen. You are dismissed. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. 
You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.